0: Are you focused on who or why? In this installment of The Grind Defined, I'll explore the custom-crafted, societally succinct box, better known as The Quest for Who, up against the spiritually freeing existence in Yah's why. So get yourself ready to experience this grind right now. Abundant blessings on this fine Friday family, and welcome to the Grind to find. Terrell and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset and wellness coach, helping high achievers find fluidity between their emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being while bridging the gap between who they are in service and who they were designated to be by our creator. I'm very excited about today because, man, the conversation around who and why Hmm. I don't think this is a conversation that will ever not be relevant or go out of style. And that's because there's so many different perspectives that this conversation can take on depending on who's having it and what's the area of focus. But today, I want to keep it kind of basic. I'll give some different areas in which I'm going to dive into this conversation. But before I even get into this, is there a space within you that grapples with either or? Or is there a space within you that grapples with the who and the why at the exact same time? Now, for me, I've had periods throughout life where it was either or. But these days, I visit who and why. And of course, now it has totally different meaning than what it did in the lost decade, which is what I call the twenties man. Listen, that's another show. <laughs> but anyway, uh, for those of you who are listening, who are far beyond the twenties, you, you probably know what I mean. I mean, at, at that stage in life, there's just a lack of life experience. There's a lack of maturity and often uh, in many cases, there's, um, you just don't have a sense just yet of what the big picture may be for you, or even a clarity on what you want for yourself. Now, there are some people that I've spoken to and that I even know who knew in their 20s, sometimes even younger, why they are why they were created, why they're here and, and what they're supposed to be doing. And to those people, I'm like, wow, because that was so not me, <laughs> you know, but for the rest of us coming to that space where you understand that, hey, all right, This is the direction that I'm going in. And then now doing the work to discover who you are, I think that that tends to be something that is uh, pretty much the experience for a lot of people. I think more people than not. But what happens when you take on who before why? Hmm, I'm gonna explore that a little bit during the course of this episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and glide right into... Who you are versus why you are. Dear Diary, I am so sick and tired of being sick and tired. I dare not tell Yahweh how pissed I am about him being all-knowing and seeing while he keeps shit to himself. See, I appreciate this space to speak freely about how weighed down I feel at times. The anxiety and never-ending thoughts of how to fix what's broken in this life leave me feeling left behind. I thought my remedy would come in the form of a promotion or that degree. Turns out the freedom I was promised escapes, despite all the time, money, and emotion I've invested. I'm living what I was told would be my test, and although I thought I was preparing for the exam, I don't recall ever going over these lessons. Still, I am told to focus on my many blessings and quell the habit of stressing about tomorrow. So I pretend as though all is better Than how I truly feel. Then maybe the overwhelm and worry won't feel as real as it usually does. Then in the alphabet soup of emotion, despair, and pain. I still run to Yahweh because I want to believe in his solutions. His words sometimes become the perfect dilution this concentrated solution in my mind needs. His promises do feed my starving heart. I just wish the fullness from his spiritual meal lasted longer. But if it did, Would I have the drive necessary to become stronger without the hunger? What will happen now that who I have become has bound a tie that binds me to grief beyond belief? I seem to have unintentionally created a thief of all my dreams, diary, so it seems. Ah, it starts from elementary school. Remember that time when they would ask everyone, what do you wanna be when you grow up? Who do you wanna be when you grow up? And everybody would stand up and give their explanation for who they wanted to be. Teachers, ballerinas, boxers, policemen and women, lawyers, doctors, you name it. A list of some of everything to plant the seed of us going about the journey to find out who we want to be. And many of us, when we're younger, because we start off pretending with who we're going to be, that sets that mindset, the quest for who. And the thing about the quest for who is that's really not that hard to find a way to label yourself. Now, profession, which is something that's acceptable these days, you should be able to say who you are. (laughs) And many of us are very comfortable with whatever designation we've chosen for ourselves. Um, Some of us, maybe not so much, but at the end of the day, we accept that conformity in this way, choosing that label and the quest for that label on and on and on throughout the course of life is something that's acceptable and not only acceptable, but directly connected to what's considered success for our lives. Now, I'm not suggesting that we should go about our lives and not have a pursuit of who we want to be. Of course, I mean, I believe that that is a part of how we are supposed to show up in this world and can be directly connected to how we serve. But in searching for who first, I believe that the cart is being put before the horse in regard to this aspect of it. And here's the reason why I say that. The quest for the who ends up being a huge distraction. And the reason why is because that process of getting to the who requires for us to connect every aspect of our being to the pursuit, to the overall goal. So within this system, to get connected to who you are, well, depending on what your area of interest is or what the um, influence may be by family and things like that when we're coming up, that quest for who can take on a big portion of our life. And when you're on that quest for who in the form of your goals, to achieve that designation, that label that society has a fixed value to, then That pursuit becomes how we define not only success, but our identity. So there's no way to go about that journey without investing your very heart into the journey. You have to vest your heart, your soul, finances, your mindset, everything at one point in time has to be one in order for us to be able to stay the course. Because if you choose the route of a higher education, getting a degree, that's years. For those listening, for those of you listening who have chosen uh, entrepreneurship or a, a a trade, as opposed to going the route of traditional uh, universities, college and, and universities, even still, there's an investment of all of yourself in that journey. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Actually, I'll get into a little bit more of that so there are there are four areas of this one i've already mentioned when it comes to who four areas i'm going to touch on in this segment and i already talked about the first one a little bit which is the big distraction and that's the creation of our hearts that become bound by the pursuits of this world and those pursuits being success as defined by the world which constitutes a label that we put on ourselves labels, designations that are seen as valuable, not only out in the world, but to us. The second part is going to be the individual as their own God, and that's little g. I'll get into that. The next two points I want to get into is their heart check points. The first one being, our goals will cause us to fold at some point in time. The question being, how will we rebound? That's the first heart check. And the second one is, could you just walk away from all of it? Could you just walk away? So I'm going to dive into these. Let's go right into unpack mode (laughs) with these four. So I'll begin by getting back to the big distraction, the first point for just a moment. Now here on the grind to find, I'm always giving different tips about how to define your grind on your own terms. And I think that one of the most important things that we all should have a check on are distractions. And I don't think a lot of us truly understand the different layers that distractions can take in our life because so much of what we are used to doing, what we're accustomed to doing, what is just traditionally the way in which things go is to just go with what we've always seen and what we've always known. Even if there's a space in which we deviate from that because of our own individual journey, there's still a um, predisposition, if you will, to go with what we've always seen first. And so even in rebuilding, rarely are we just completely and totally throwing away what we used to know. We may get rid of some things, but there's still pieces of it that will add on to. And so how does distraction fit into this in this way? And it fits because sometimes moving forward to make sure that you're not taking on a way of being that proves to be an ongoing distraction is to cut all ties from what used to be. Or if you're not going to cut the tie completely, then redefine the way in which you approach that thing. So what do I mean when I'm talking about this and it comes to distractions? Well, the way in which the system is organized and the, indo- the uh, excuse me indoctrination begins early on, like childhood and class, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or who do you want to be when you grow up? That way in which we're taught to approach life, where that is the primary focus of what we're doing in life and moving forward, that in itself is one of the biggest distractions that there could ever be on the face of the planet. (laughs) And the reason why I say this is because even if you grow up with a foundation in in spirituality and in God. Many of us can say that we grew up in church or with some type of uh, belief in that which is greater. When you're a child, and your parents or grandparents are taking you to church to be a part of that experience, you're pretty much going because that's at their direct, their directive without a true understanding of the depth of what it means to be a participant in a religion, much less anything else. And so at that point, yes, there's some foundation that's set for uh, what your belief would be in that which is greater, but that comes secondary to the pursuit that we're indoctrinated to make the forefront of our lives at a very young age. So that pursuit for the who, that validation outside of ourselves, that that external validation, when that's at the forefront, that's what's first and foremost with that which is greater secondary, then it stands to reason that uh, many of us can go through quite some years of our life in that who. Some of us choose that who, we invest in that who, we become that who, only to get to a space where we still feel disconnected and wanting, left wanting, searching for something else because we realize that that who isn't enough. So that's one part of things. Then getting into the second thing that I mentioned, the individual as their own God, little G. Now, I mention this because if external validation of who we are in the form of the who is at the forefront, then in pursuit of this goal, this whatever these things, because it's it's not necessarily one thing. We, We all typically have several different things that we're trying to achieve to help to bring into focus this bigger picture that we have for our life. So when we're going about achieving the who, then it's natural for many of us for us to go about our own devices to make that happen. We become our own source. Now we'll use different things from the world via education or um, connects to other people. Uh, some of us even create our own environment to support our pursuits, our goals within our life. And that could include, when we talk about um, self-care, that could include meditation, that can include religion, that can include uh, spirituality, lots of other things, different uh, connections to community and different groups, all types of things that uh, we make a part of uh, this 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 mindset, we create a support system. There you go. Took a minute for it to come to mind. But a, a system of support that helps us along our journey to obtaining whatever our who is. And so then if we're at the lead, if we're at the forefront, if we're our own source with things in the external world being a support of what it is that we're trying to do, then we become our own gods the little g. So I'll talk more about that in a minute. And then heart check, our two heart check points. Now I mentioned earlier on about our goals will cause us to fold at some point, because let's just face it, there's, there's ebbs and flows to this journey. they are going to be the ups. they are going to be the downs. There's going to be the side to side. There's going to be some of everything, but it's not going to be a linear journey. It's not going to be just straight from point A to point B. There are different forks in the road. The unexpected will happen. Uh, the unexpected can come in the form of, it could come in the form of death of a loved one. It could be loss of a job. It could be switching jobs. It could be layoffs. So many different things, so many different things can trip us up and inevitably, at some point, we're going to fall flat on our faces. Sometimes we may just do a strawberry on our knee or something like that, but we're going to be thrown off course. And so when we're thrown off course, it's usually typical for us to try to find a way to rebound and to get back on the path that we were on initially because that's the path that we've chosen. That's what it is that we want. The question of, how will you rebound? Well, that comes to mind because rebounding and and, uh, choosing to get back on the path that we were on, is that always the best decision that we can make at the time? And I know that... It's very easy to get tunnel vision when we're looking at this bigger picture that we're trying to create for our life. It's really easy to get bound because that emotional tie, bound to what it is that not only we see, but how it's going to feel and who we feel like we're going to become when we finally get to that space. And so in many cases, before we've done some growing, We can feel as though we just need to get right back on track with where we were. But rebounding can sometimes mean being open to going in a completely and totally different direction than what you initially intended. And that can be very difficult when you become emotionally connected, if you will, married to the idea of this particular goal, life, existence, way of being, way of showing up, this person who has this affixed and new sense of value and purpose, the vision of that goal and that space of being can represent the ultimate in success, the ultimate in um, self-acceptance and not only self-acceptance, but the acceptance that we would have of ourself based on how we're received and revered by others. Now, of course... No one goes into their goal. Well, I won't say no one. Some of us do go into our goals thinking what it's going to be like to be respected and seen as this person who is accomplished and who has made it. Other ones of us are just thinking of achieving and accomplishing the goal because of how it will make us feel. An attachment to this existence or new identity that we create, meaning something in terms of our personal value. And then the final point, the heart check question would be, could you just walk away from it all? And the reason why I asked this question is because in pursuit of the who, our identity being tied to what that who is or, or could become, and you, you might hear the thunder <laughs> in the background. It's, I'm in Florida and it's it's, it's quite a day to day. But anyway, um, I ask, could you just walk away? Because When we talk about the spiritual context of things, or at least that's what I talk about here on The Grind to Find, it brings me to um, something, uh, Genesis chapter 19, verses 25 through 26, where it says, he destroyed these cities and the entire plain, including all the inhabitants of the cities and everything that grew on the ground, but Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Then in Luke chapter 17, verse 31, and these are both in uh, KJV, it says, in that day, he who shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come back down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. The reason why I, I bring up these scriptures is because there's going to come a time when it's important for our hearts to not be connected To the things of this world. Now, when I first became connected to these scriptures, it was kind of scary to me because I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Heart not connected to things of this world. I, I really, even in reading the scriptures, I didn't understand it. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Am I not supposed to go about my pursuits in this world? And I came to the conclusion that that wasn't saying that I should not go about pursuing things in this world. It's not saying that I should not be of service. it's not saying that I'm not supposed to acquire the things that I acquire. actually uh, being blessed with certain things because of the work that I put in in this world is a part of the deal. It's just that my heart is not supposed to be tied to these things in such a way where if push came shove, push came to shove, excuse me, And it was time for me to make that move that I would think twice, like how lots wife did about the things as opposed to where I will be going forward in God without those things, because I don't need those things to be of service to him. And I shouldn't be reliant or in love with or so tied to those things that they would make me hesitate from moving forward in service in God's name. So I'm going to put a pin right here (laughs) in this first segment. Let things digest. But when I come back, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to talk about the other side of this, the why we are. So we already know from my perspective how weighty and distracting the who can be. But I want to talk about the other side of it and then tie some of this up moving through this episode. So you don't want to go anywhere. All right. See you back here soon.
1: I know I'm the one who's confused about reality. And I know I'm the one who's jeopardizing my destiny. And no matter how I try to do it out here on my own, I know I am better. Alone. Because you made me know me, shaped me, formed me into your image And I know you'll take me, mold me, until I look just like you So I am my mind that I don't want to be lonely heart and make it clean, and I know you're the only one that can take me to my destiny. You made me, know me, shape me. and humility. It's written all over my face that I'm sorry. I love you. I wanna. Be
0: Yes, 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 yes. yes. And at the end of the day, the goal is to make it back home, (laughs) make it back home as closely as we can to our creator, right? So when I left off, I was talking about the who, and I didn't say that the who being directly connected to what we do, whatever it is that we choose to do to make a living in this world. um, that the connection between the two is something that goes hand in hand, but now flipping on the other side and getting to the why we are, I think the why we are is so extremely important. Um, Two books that come to mind. One of them I'm going to have to say is my own, the ultimate release because the ultimate release talks a lot about identity in uh, a couple different ways, a few different ways and also has some tools in there which are really great and if I had done this show last year or or maybe even a couple years before that, I wouldn't have thought about mentioning my own book within this show. But it it turned out that that book, after I wrote it, became so much more to me than what I realized when I wrote it. And that's because... Um, the growth that I've had since I've written the book has allowed me to see what God's purpose was in choosing that specific content for that project. Another one is uh, Fire Your Job, Hire Your Passion by uh, Billy F. Rowe Jr., which does an amazing job of exploring the why within life. But But getting to that, the who, because usually on that quest there's more of an external tie to establishing what that would mean for each individual, then that's why we would come to that space of wanting and that space of disconnect because chasing who we are and what we do does not answer the question as to why we are. And if we're not starting at a space of why, which rarely few of us do, if we're not starting at that space of why, then what we choose usually is not in alignment with who God created us to be. What God uh, gifted us with in terms of our um, way in which we serve in the world. And when we understand why we are and we understand how we're supposed to serve, that we connect to what our innate superpower is, which means that we don't have to get up and try. We just wake up and be. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to come to a space in life where we know how to just be in addition to knowing how to just be the freedom that comes with knowing how to just be because that space of security comfort uh oneness confidence clarity passion fire these things burn from within there's not um, a need to look externally for validation to wonder about whether or not your own personal pursuit is going to be in alignment with how some with how someone else, excuse me, sees you and what their thoughts may be, what their opinions may be. Then, when that fire burns from within, there's not that uh, you don't have that need to feel as though you must be a part of, of a particular group or involved in a certain thing. Also too, when you're in that space where that fire burns from within and it's coming because you've discovered connected to, and actually allowed yourself to be obedient to what you're created to do, then there's, there's an assurity and security that comes with knowing that you don't have to be your source. You don't have to be the resource. In fact, the requirement is that you are not the source and the resource. You don't have to be your own God, little G, because you understand that everything that is to be and everything that is required for you to be of service and to complete whatever your mission or journey is for this life, Big G, God, is the actual source the ultimate source and resource so the freedom in that uh, allows a space of forgiveness for ourselves. that typically i think a lot of us struggle with I, I know i have a personal forgiveness for myself just with things in looking back on it that were just so basic they were a human condition because we judge ourselves so harshly we can end up uh, allowing ourselves to be stuck in spaces year after year after year after year, stuck in emotional prisons that tie us to experiences and relationships with people that we've had, it can make it difficult for us to just have experiences in life that don't write on our souls, that we don't take on as uh, flaws deep from within, that we're not worthy to move beyond. The freedom that comes with living in the why is how we embrace courage and unapologetic courage to just do what it is that our heart leads us to do. And let me be clear. When I mention what our heart leads us to do, I mean that our heart leading us to make moves that would be in alignment with God's word. Because in this world, our heart can lead us to do a lot of things. But a lot of times, I, I one of the questions I, I get oftentimes as a spiritual mindset coaches, how do I know whether or not God is talking to me? How do I know this voice in my head, this feeling in my chest, this something that's sitting deep within my belly? How do I know whether that's God or whether it's just me? And I always tell them, anything that you hear from God is going to be in alignment with scripture. (laughs) If it's not in alignment with scripture, uh, that be the little G God of this world, (laughs) or that is you. So that self-check moment, uh, will help right there. But that's the thing, the freedom of the why is so much more important than the who, because when you're living in your why that's sustainable, there's, even though there are always going to be ebbs and flows when we're here, um, in this world, we're always going to have different challenges that we're going to come up against because think about it, you know, when you're living in life and you're embracing the spirit of God in your life, there's levels to it. He's always requiring for us to continue to seek and be fed his word, be our daily bread so that we can continue to level up throughout life. Anything that isn't growing is not alive. It may as well be dead. And so the goal is for us to continue to level up, to continue to, to have the challenge to, uh, have our iron sharpened iron sharpens iron, right? And so there's so much about life in this world that, uh, the challenges and, and adversity that come to us that we tend to run from because it's not pleasant and it's not easy, but those things are how we level up when we're living our life on a foundation of the why, then those things transform themselves from uh, thorns in our side to actually blessings in disguise. Anytime that challenge and adversity comes, when you're living in your why, you understand that that moment serves a purpose. That moment is a necessary component of the next level that God would have for you. So I want to take a minute to talk about some of the why. What are some things that we should look for? If we're trying to connect to our why for the first time, or maybe reconnect, because understand that we're evolutionary creatures and we're constantly growing, we're constantly growing in spirit, or at least we should be, we we should be seeking to grow in spirit all the time. So, because we're growing in spirit, our why can evolve as well. But there still should be a basic foundation of understanding that uh, we're able to reach with that why now a lot of folks run from this because getting to that why requires introspection which (laughs) is not easy by any means it is not it is a space where after you practice it for some time you become comfortable with the process and i even welcome it because i know what's on the other side of it those spaces of discomfort those spaces of vulnerability those spaces of uh, relinquishing control god I remember back in the day, and I don't want to go all willy nilly off someplace because I can go willy nilly, you know. Squirrel. Sometimes I come back, and sometimes I don't. So y'all forgive me. But <laughs> I remember when I had my definition for being controlling in a box. I likened control to being just one thing, and and that was the, the outward way that I saw it was someone using their words or presence to take dominance over people in a situation, but control or having a controlling nature can come in so many different forms. And I think checking what control actually is and can look like is so very important that we don't limit ourselves to just one definition that we use, especially when we're looking at other people and saying, "Mm, that's controlling and that ain't me. You know what, whatever you're looking at somebody else, A lot of the times what you see on them, you wouldn't recognize on yourself anyway, because, you know, we're we're so busy playing holier than thou a whole lot of the times uh, when we're doing those types of uh, comparisons. But a lot of the times I've found the things that uh, we shun about other people and that we notice readily are things about uh, things that are true about ourselves and our character that we have not yet connected to or identified with sometimes I think that that's just due to lack of wisdom and life experience. Other times I think we'll just take and shape shift what our truth is, because if we acknowledge, uh, just plain and open, no Vaseline and a raw, what our truth is, it will require for us to make some changes that we're not yet ready to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said it. I said it. <laughs> it happens sometimes, but anyway, squirreled a little bit, but back to what I was saying. So talking about some things that would help us connect to what our why is. Now, I'll say this about connecting to the why. First thing on the list would be owning, recognizing, and um, affixing value to something about you that's always been, and it's effortless. You don't even have to try. This something is typically uh, a thing that other people readily see. And they see is great. You've probably heard it throughout your life. Oh, wow. It's, it's cool that you could do this or you just being good at that. But it's something that you never really affixed any value to yourself for whatever reason. I'll give you an example so it doesn't sound so abstract. Um, I've always been that some of you may not know this about me, but um, other aside from being a uh, published author and uh, best-selling author. I have a a solo project. I already mentioned the ultimate release and then uh, a best-selling co-author in the anthology, uh, The Life I Love. I've always been a writer. I could write before I knew how to read. I actually had a, a typewriter because I mean, I was just tight with phonics you know just phonetically sound when it comes to that and so I used to sit and and type these letters and I would sound them out and it's crazy my mother she she keeps everything and so she has these letters where everything is misspelled but you can read it perfectly so literally I was writing poetry and short stories before I could read and and write using a pen and so uh, today I'm a professional ghostwriter And uh, some projects I've co-authored, but uh, a lot of them I I ghostwrite. And it's something that I absolutely love to do. And I remember when my ability to be able to write, and uh, I'm also a spoken word artist, so to be able to write and to orate and articulate the way that I did, it was just something that I did. I didn't think anything about it. I remember even in in college, uh, I had a couple of papers that I wrote that the professors asked to keep because they wanted to use in other classes. So it's always been something that I've been gifted at doing, but I never saw any value in it. When I was going through life exploring the who, and that was at the forefront of everything, that ability had no value to me because I didn't see a way to turn a penny from it. I didn't see how I could make a living off of it. And so I took and diminished the value of something that ended up being a superpower for me that, uh, God put in me and put in me in such a way that I would be able to touch and impact others and actually change their lives, help them to see their lives and their stories in such a way where I could support them in telling those stories. And specifically, uh, what I like to support people with when it comes to writing are, uh, biographies and things that are spiritually based specifically. That's my wheelhouse. That's what I do. And so fast forward to going through uh, college and a graduate education and then now being an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, and doing what it is that I do and what I do today has absolutely nothing to do with the credentials that I earned within the world. It has everything to do with value that was affixed to me by our creator. And the moment that I saw value in who I was and didn't think about it in terms of money, didn't think about it in terms of status didn't think about it in terms of validation um someone else giving me my flowers you know according to what they consider flowers to be i didn't need to be successful according to someone else's definition and once i just stripped all of that mess away and saw myself the way that the creator saw me that's when i really started to see that Everything that I had been looking for, I've had the whole entire time. I just didn't see it because I didn't value it. So the foundation of our why begins with us taking the time to pause and having a space of connection and acceptance to a value that God affixed to us that we probably have overlooked and actually devalued and not accepting it and exploring it for truly what it is. So that would be the the first space for the foundation of your why. The second one would be your ability to be able to pause and maybe even unplug from what your idealism of success and your overall goals in this world may be. Because here's the thing. If we can't identify and then connect to and see value in what the creator put in us, and then have the courage to reroute, to maybe make a space. And I'm not saying drop everything midstream in your life (laughs) and go in the opposite direction to now just hit your star immediately to what that innate thing is. that innate thing is accepted then now you have to spend some time with it and you have to spend some time with it with god god leading and telling you how it is that he wants you to show up and to use that thing all right so once you get to that space where you're open to rerouting what you thought was the way for you then that creates a space for you to find find out what's god's way for you and how that thing is supposed to show up it I admit is difficult and probably scary to abandon our own ideas because we control of those ideas. We are controlling financing them. We're controlling our schedules with how we make them a part of our life. We're controlling every way in which that thing moves. And so then to relinquish that control and to fall back And then trust spaces of quiet spaces uh, that we create specifically for time and building this relationship with god and if you already have one you know relationships are multifaceted you may have it your relationship tight in one area but in this area can be one where things are probably a bit rickety you know probably even wavering you know you probably need to breathe some life into it it could be that type of situation but Welcoming that process and um, stepping to the forefront, holding yourself to the, the the challenge of trusting God and having faith in where He could take you. And then uh, the third thing that I would say is being open to the possibility that how you identify yourself is your definition of your identity. Being open to what. Your God identity is God's definition of who you are in this world. So those three things are a place to start with the why. Now, you know, I could say so much more about this and I plan on saying more about it, but for now, I'm going to put a pin in it for this episode because what I'm going to share in the next episode will take and build upon our why according to Yahweh and um, so much more. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So I want to know, what do you think? What do you think about this topic with the who you are versus the why you are? How would you begin to have this conversation if you were having it with some, some ladies? I don't know. Cause I, you know what? I don't even know why I say ladies, because I have to say when I first started this show, there were most of my listeners were women. Now I'm almost and even split with the ladies and the gentlemen so I'll say guys if you haven't something that will put hair on the average woman's neck or neck chest whatever <laughs> for a cocktail <laughs> you know y'all usually drink stuff a, a whole lot harder than, than what we do so if you're sitting around with the fellas doing what it is that y'all do and it's something stronger than beer or if you're sitting around with the ladies and you're having your glass of wine, how would you approach this conversation? I'm curious. Shoot me an email, connect at thegrinddefine.com and let me know what you think about this. But uh, before I get out of here, I want to say thank you guys so much for showing up and showing love every Tuesday for Terrell and Michelle and Billy Rowe Live. Uh, Yeah, this is going on the 15th episode. Uh, Season one is actually winding down. We didn't expect... Um, well, I won't say we didn't expect. We started this show not knowing what the freaking heck we were doing or where it was going to go, but it's actually going tremendously well. And I want to say thank you to you guys for showing up and showing love. Um, season one is going to be on a three-week hiatus after uh, this Tuesday, uh, but that doesn't mean that you won't see the information running and um, for the previous shows that we've had. Uh, season two is going to start the end of July, actually the, the 26th of July, and it's going to be a panel discussion. It's going to be uh, about male uh, sexuality, um, just an intimate relationships. You are not going to want to miss that. It's going to be bananas. It's going to be bananas. So you're definitely going to want to be there for that. You can catch Terrell and Michelle and Billy Rowe live. It streams um, to the Grind to Facebook page, as well as the Grind defined YouTube channel. And I'm going to tell y'all something. My YouTube channel is new. It's got the struggle bus going on right now. So I really appreciate it. If you guys would show some love and go by and subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, there are going to be videos that are going to be uploaded very soon. I have taped some episodes where of course you always have the audio. Here on uh, the regular apps that you listen to uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, Amazon Music, I can't remember them all, you name it. Uh, they're all gonna be there as well as since The Grind to Find is syndicated. Now, I'm also on some local radio stations, so you'll be able to catch the audio there, but I'm also going to have episodes and video on the YouTube channel as well. So if you head on over and subscribe, if you like this show, tell other folks about it, have them do it too, then y'all can stay in the know and actually see this face (laughs) while I'm doing some of these interviews. I'm also going to be doing some uh, individual teachings over there as well. So I definitely want to thank you guys for your support thus far. If you haven't shown some love, please do. Do that. Do that. (laughs) All right. If you haven't already, go to thegrinddefine.com, click on feed, You'll have the links right there. They'll link you to the major platforms. You can follow me that way, or you can search the Grind Find podcast in any of the apps that you listen to. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, I pray that you go into this weekend and through your week, knowing that your why is more important than anything in this world. And the moment you decide to pause for the cause, if you haven't already, and take ownership of your why, who and everything else, including clarity, freedom, and passion will show up and follow you everywhere you go. As I say, every time you listen to the show, always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Terrell and Michelle here. Until next time, peace and abundant blessings.